Welcome back to Power Drifting, the Rally Game Podcast. This is bonus stage where either I, Tom, or my co-driver Mike takes a brief look at a rally game that perhaps the other one hasn't played, or one that simply doesn't really warrant its own full-blown 45-minute episode or ramble. Uh, in this case, it's the latter, so join me as we go back to 1997 and tackle Genki's feature light Nintendo 64 debut multi-racing championship. Okay, uh, first things first, I know that MRC isn't really a proper rally game. It's more of an arcade racer with like light rally elements, if you want to call them that. Uh, but seeing as this is a game that I played back in the early days of the N64's life, uh, I got it from Blockbuster Video actually over a weekend, um, I thought it would be a nice way to ease back into making these podcasts after a bit of a hiatus. Yes, we've been on a bit of a hiatus for a couple of months now. You know, life gets in the way of these things, you know, we've both got new jobs. I think Mike's moved, or maybe he's in the middle of moving. If you listen to this, Mike, I don't, I can't remember. You tell me. Uh, but you know, real life gets in the way, so uh, that's the housekeeping out of the way. We've been on hiatus. We're back now. Uh, we're going to go monthly with these episodes, and yeah, I'm just going to continue to blather on about uh, multi racing championship, uh, and ultimately, essentially, try to find out whether or not you should give MRC any of your precious gaming time. Right, enough of that nonsense. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. So, MRC then released in July 1997 in Japan, followed by a September release in the US and an October release in Europe. Uh, this game was developed by Genki. Uh, if you're a fan of racing games of a particular genre, I'm talking about things like Tokyo Highway Challenge or to Shotoku Battle. Uh, Genki is the people responsible for those games. I'm a bit of a fan of those. Uh, but yeah, they worked on this, MRC, Multiration Championship. And this was published by Imagineer in Japan and Ocean in the rest of the world. And as I alluded to earlier, this is one of the first games I played on my N64, uh, although I didn't own it. Uh, I don't think I've ever owned it. Uh, I've only played it on a cartridge back in those days of 1997 when I got it from Blockbuster. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw everything this game had to offer over that weekend. In the run-up to recording this episode, I have actually played it on an emulator, and it's pretty much the same as I remember it back in the day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm basing this podcast episode, my experiences from both my halcyon days back on the N64 in 1997 when I was a wee nipper, and also the uh, the recent <laughs> play I've had on the uh, on the PC with uh, with the emulator. So. Uh, it was that was enough time for me to pretty much see all it had to offer back in the day and obviously with a bit of a refresh recently before we delve into the game itself though i just wanted to spend a little bit of time 
appreciating the fact that MRC is one of the first N64 games, certainly that I can remember, that featured a dedicated intro sequence. Because the N64 isn't a system that has a lot of space on its cartridges, uh, a lot of the earlier games didn't have intros. If they did, they were like an attract mode or something like that. Um, and naturally, video sequences are very few and far between on the N64, only really being introduced uh, later in the N64's life with games like StarCraft and Resident Evil 2. Those are two that leap out to the forefront of my mind. They've got actual video footage in them. Uh, I, oh, there's a cracking um, intro for, uh, what's it called? Magical, Mystical Ninja starring Gorman, which is just a fully, like, it's like a it's like a fully rendered in game you know in the game engine with uh, this amazing song and it's just brilliant. This isn't on the same level as that, but uh, in in MRC you are treated to like a real time polygonal sequence that shows two vehicles racing around a course. However, it doesn't it doesn't look to be using the in game vehicle models. I think they're like bespoke models just for that intro, and it's also got cutaways to um, like some speed dials and uh, there's a brake disc that glows and there's a sequence where the the, uh, the garage door comes up and let, lets light into the garage as the car is like in silhouette. It's, it looks really basic now with like modern eyes but back then it just looked really cool because it, I really appreciated it because they didn't have the ability to put video onto a cartridge then so they were just using what they could. It's a really inco intercon inconsequential even thing but I, I just appreciate that they, they tried to include an intro sequence of sorts and use some clever workarounds in the absence of FMV. So yeah, if you do acquire a copy of MRC, uh, do give that intro a watch um, because it is quite interesting. But enough about that, let's move on to the game proper. So essentially, MRC is not a rally game. It's an arcade racer and it's got elements of rally due to the fact that the, the courses that you race around are, are multi-surfaced, hence the name of the game multi-racing championship. I'm guessing that's where the name comes from. It could be a completely random picked out of the air title, but I'm guessing it's because of the multi-surfaces that the different courses have. In time-honoured fashion for this period, there's only three courses, or six if you count mirror mode, and the courses are called Seaside, Mountain, and Downtown, which essentially represent the easy, medium, and hard circuits. And the courses are interesting as they do feature multiple routes, either being a tarmac track, or a dirt track, you know, when you come to a fork in the road. And, and certain parts of the courses can actually be closed to make them either a predominantly a road course or predominantly an off-road course, which actually does increase the number of tracks. It's a, it's a cheap workaround, essentially, on getting more, car more tracks out of the three that they've got, or the six if you count the mirror courses. Uh, but yeah, only the, only the three courses. Uh, the courses themselves, they are quite nicely detailed in a sort of low-detail N64 kind of way, if that makes sense. Um, so fuzzy textures, angular corners, etc. Although they do have some nice background features, uh, such as uh, there's the leaping dolphins on the seaside course. As you come around the corner, you see these dolphins kind of leap out of the sea and do like a somersault as the sun goes past them. It's, it's so set up and it happens every single time on every lap, but it is quite cool to see it the first time. And still on like the 20th time you've seen it, it, it just looks quite cool. Crowds are absent unless you're racing in a championship mode, which again is such a really small detail, but I, I thought that was quite nice, nice touch. Uh, and some interesting tracks I posted as well in the downtown uh, course. I'm not gonna tell you what any of them are. If you've got this game, go and have a look at them because they are quite <laughs> quite funny, some of them. Um, and as the name suggests, the environments themselves are nicely varied with the seaside taking you on a sort of a jaunt around the Monaco-esque town with coastal roads. The mountain course is 
Uh, mountain course takes you through several mountainous regions, which have weirdly have their own completely different ecosystem. So one minute you're going through like snowy alpine mountains, next minute you're going through like a, a foresty kind of mountainous region, and then it's like an arid desert, like right next to each other or through a tunnel, which is taking liberties a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's an N64 game. I'm not going to get too hung up on the uh, the environmental accuracy of these uh, ecosystems. Uh, lastly, you've got, as I said earlier, downtown, which is a, a city, a sprawling metropolis. And all these courses, it can be quite fun to explore the different uh, multiple routes that sort of branch off, but they're not that big. They're almost like you come to a fork in the road, you can either go left or right, it's either tarmac or it's muddy or snowy or whatever it is. Uh, and then you just join the back to the main course again. So it's a bit, it's a bit pointless, really. <laughs> um, you know, more often than not, you'll be disappointed that these shortcuts, if you want to call them that, they don't really have anything exciting to look at. Uh, you know, you just get back to the main path. You, you'll end up going through a tunnel or splashing through a you know a, a river or something, and then you're back to the to the main course, um, which doesn't change in any way. So yeah, it's 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 a little more than a gimmick, I think. Ready, go! Give it everything you've got. Coming up to the fork. Moving on, there are eight vehicles in the game, ten in total with the two secret vehicles we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, these are split into either road or off-road types, with the road cars being more suited to the asphalt, obviously, and the off-road more suited to, you guessed it, the off-road courses. Um, all the vehicles, they have some pretty decent tinkering options, which is interesting for a game of this era. I know things like Gran Turismo were around in this period as well, but that's more of a driving simulation than MRC could ever hope to be. So you do get a nice number of tinkering options so you can change things like the tires, steering sensitivity, suspension, the gear ratios, braking bias, and interestingly, the aerodynamics of the vehicles. And, you know, due to some fairly dodgy controls, which I'll come to in a minute again, uh, it's nice to be able to do that and it's a nice touch in such an early and feature light N64 racer. Uh, speaking of features, the game only has a limited number of play modes, which, you know, going off the limited number of tracks and limited number of cars, this is more than likely no surprise to anybody listening to this podcast or, you know, who's bought the game. Uh, so you get a standard championship mode where you have to race against the clock and nine AI opponents. Uh, and that's over a series of races taken in the various combinations of the courses and different weather, so you got like, fog and rain, and also the different shortcuts, which are closed off sometimes in different different combinations of the circuit. Annoyingly, you have to actually win the races to progress to the next stage, so you can't like just come third or second. You have to actually win and beat the clock to move on, which is annoying. I, I don't like the way that these older games do that. There's no kind of like, oh, well done, you came second, but you can still move on, or you came third, but you can still carry on. No, you have to come first, which kind of takes out all the competition for me. You know, the AI cars don't have to come first, and they get to move on, so why do I? I don't know. Other game modes, there's a time attack mode, uh, and there's a free run mode, which are essentially the same thing. You just race against a clock. Um, well, no, in, in free run mode, it's a free run. You just you know ride around, when I can speak. You ride around, you can look at stuff, and um, there's also a, um, a two-player mode, which is essentially 
the same thing. It's you against a friend. There's no AI. It's really quite dull, to be honest. And it's a bit of a missed opportunity, considering the N64 at the time was this console with four controller ports. It had stuff already on it, like Mario Kart 64 uh, that had a four-player mode. Granted, that was using sprites and all that kind of thing, and it was being made by Nintendo, who knew the hardware in and out, inside and out. But it would have been nice to have a, uh, a four-player mode. That said, thinking back to this time in the N64's life, there was another game that came out not too long after Multi-Racing Championship called Automobili Lamborghini or Lamborghini 64, and that had a four-player mode. And I remember that having really bad distance fogging. So maybe if it had been a four-player game, MRC might have suffered the same fate, potentially. Who knows? Maybe not. Probably completely, It's a completely different engine, completely different type of game, so maybe I'm talking rubbish, but that's just something that I remember from the uh, from the period. Back to gameplay modes, and the, the final gameplay mode is a, a, it's called Race Match, or Match Race, where you race against like a boss character, and uh, it's, it's like a one-on-one against a highly skilled AI opponent. Um, it's a bit like, is there a boss race in Ridge Racer? I can't remember. I'm sure there is some kind of boss race. And if you beat that car, you, you win the car. So you can have that as you know something you can use in the championship mode. There's also a, a further, harder uh, match race against another boss car. And if you win that, you also get that vehicle as well, making the vehicle count up to 10. Um, but once you've done that, you've seen everything. You've seen all the courses, you've seen all the all of the match races, you've seen all the cars, you know, there's probably not much left to do other than try and beat your best times in the time attack mode. So yeah, there's precious little to uh, to keep you coming back after you've, you've seen all that, but um, I'm jumping the gun a bit here. In terms of vehicle controls, MRC is it's fairly average, and by by that I mean that the vehicles are, are like really easy to get to grips with initially. However, they can be a bit slippery in the corners, and, and using the wrong type of vehicle on the wrong surface will only end in you skidding into a wall. Uh, so it's probably a good thing that there's no damage whatsoever in MRC. Um, so it's definitely worth mixing things up with the various vehicle settings that I mentioned earlier. So tires, um, steering sensitivity, the suspension, that does add some longevity because you can mess around with those options and they do actually make a bit of a difference when you are playing with the different cars. And it's also worth taking into consideration that you know, you've got to choose the right type of drivetrain. So you've got front wheel drive, rear wheel drive or all wheel drive. Um, but overall, the, the model, the handling model is, is fairly basic which is probably the best way to describe this game as a, as a whole package, basic, which probably sounds a bit harsh, but it is fair, really, if, you, if you've played this game or you, you intend to uh, give it a go. Don't go into it expecting too much, and you'll be quite happy, I was, I'd imagine. That said, there's precious little, really, to keep you coming back once you've played all the courses and tried the different modes and vehicles, as I said earlier. Uh, so there's not a great deal to unlock, uh, as alluded to earlier. Uh, and I have very vivid memories of that time when I rented this game from Blockbuster, thinking like, is that it? I've rented this for the whole weekend, and you know, I've pretty much seen everything that it's got. I was a much better gamer when I was a kid, let me let me assure you, ladies and gentlemen. I was way better at games, specifically N64 games, when I was much younger. I'm rubbish at games now, I'm rubbish at everything, frankly. Even podcasting, as you can probably tell from this. Um, but it's, you know, it's taking part that counts. Um, I take part in Multi-Racing Championship and I'm appalling at this game. It takes me multiple attempts to win a race and move on in the championship. I remember when I was a kid, I could play this game and I could just win. It was easy. Now it's nails. 
I don't know if it's got anything to do with the fact that I'm using an emulator or something. I don't know. I'm not obviously doing Donkey Kong and trying to get world records here. I'm just playing multi racing championship on Project 64, trying to relive my uh, you know rapidly diminishing youth as I rapidly approach my 40th birthday and uh, you know a midlife crisis. But again, <laughs> I'm blathering. Um, <laughs> um, oh, it's, it's really sad when you make yourself laugh, isn't it? When you sat on your own recording a podcast. Oh, where was I anyway? Yeah, blockbuster video, um, not a lot to do. Um, you know, it's a slightly underwhelming impression uh, uh, the, the game gives when you, you find out there's not really much to do. And this also extends really to the aesthetics of the game. Um, the visuals are, are more functional than impressive. And I remember even back in, again, 1997, I don't remember being wowed by this game. To be honest, there were very few games on the N64 that I remember being wowed by, other than things like GoldenEye and... Um, what was the other uh, there was ISS 64 I thought the animation was just mind block, mind boggling at the time but games like MRC I, I, I remember looking at PlayStation games and thinking I'm, I'm, isn't this meant to be 64 bit this just looks really dull and like there's no polish to it at all there's no nice effects you know there's no lighting effects or uh, you know shiny vehicles or damage or anything like that it's just very very kind of again about the 15th time I've used this word but basic looking and, and sound again is again perfectly fine, but completely forgettable. Oh, one thing you won't forget though is the announcer. Uh, I think Genki were probably trying to go for a Ridge Racer style in more ways than one with this game, because uh, the announcer just pops up continuously throughout the races to announce, you know, when there's a fork coming up in the road, or when you get, you know, when you hit the side of the walls, or even just to rub it in when you're um, running out of time. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. So yeah, um, MRC then, a game that is very much of its time. It's got few tracks, it's got few vehicles, there's not a great deal to do. And it was, I'm going to you know, hazard a guess that it might have been rushed out a little bit at the time, just to capitalise on the fact that it was only one of two real-world, inverted commas, racing games on the N64 at the time. Uh, the other one was uh, Cruising USA, which admittedly is a game I have warmed to over the years. Uh, but at the time, when N64 was like the new kid on the block and this game was contemporary, Cruising USA was like derided as this atrocious abomination of a, a midway cash-in. Um, but like I say, over the years, I've kind of warmed to it. So yeah, it was a weird time for, for um, MRC to come out because you had things like Mario Kart 64, but there wasn't a great deal else to choose from. So I think maybe the fact that its only competition was Cruising USA made it seem a little bit a better game than it than it actually was. I mean, even with all that said, I would still recommend seeking MRC out if you can find the cartridge going cheap. I'm, I'm sure it's fairly cheap. I'm sure it's fairly cheap at the moment, um, as it's a perfectly playable game. But after a couple of hours, you'll no doubt have seen everything it has to offer. There's some nice touches uh, in terms of presentation, uh, such as the vehicles being shown in their like respective garages on the selection screen. Like you move the camera along, and each like shutter door goes up and you can see the vehicle in its like pit garage or whatever you want to call it with the the brand name of the vehicle over the top of the the garage entrance i thought that was quite cool uh, there's a couple of other things as well like the way the headlights come on automatically if you go through a uh, tunnel uh, there's no real-time lighting it's just like these kind of triangular like polygons of light that emit from the front of the vehicle but yeah it's a nice touch nonetheless and, and that also extends to the, in one of the courses, I think it's the downtown course, has like a, a very rudimentary day-night cycle. And as the as the, the, the sky darkens and the, and the 
the course you know becomes blanketed in night the uh, the headlights do come on sadly they don't illuminate everything it's just a very fake effect but again it's a nice touch i could see what they were what they were going for but yeah those alone aren't really enough to save mrc from the uh, from the middle of the road pun intended so yeah if you do see this game going cheap as i say give it a go it's worth a it's worth you know a couple of hours of your time but it's not the greatest game on the n64 it's not the best racing game um what is the best racing game on the n64 a lot of people think world driver championship is the best but i'm not a big fan of that one either to be honest and again as i said earlier this is a bit of a cop-out because it's not really a rally game it's got rally like overtones undertones if you want to call them that but uh, to call it a rally game is a, is a bit of a cheat really on my my part but i'm not going to lose any sleep over it and neither should you anyway this is a bonus stage episode so it's a little bit shorter than the usual and if you like what you've heard so far on this episode or as we now come to the end of the episode please do check out our previous episodes and look out for more to come in the future for now though that's your lot uh, give us a follow on twitter at PowerDriftPod. And we do also upload these episodes to YouTube if you prefer to watch a static image of a rally game while you listen to my inane voice, my inane ramblings. It's either me or Mike or both of us. And I don't think Mike will... I don't think he'll protest too much that we do both tend to drone on quite a bit and our voices are an acquired taste, so apologies. Hopefully, we'll both be back on the next one, whatever game we decide to touch or look at. But until next time... Goodbye.